0: Thank you for listening to Chart Your 5. I'm your host, Chris Elder. And today on Chart Your 5, we have evolved into an interview podcast that talks about goal planning, overcoming the odds, financial independence, and how it's not the end goal, but a means to find your purpose in life. And we talk about the not-so-common, common-sense things in life. Stand by for the sound of freedom. Before we get to the chart your fire episode, I just wanted to do a quick shout out about return to roots podcast. It's about retention in the military transition from the military and reintegration into the community. This podcast is not just for the service member, but for the family unit as well. Also, anyone that wants to put action to their thank you for your service can find more information on this podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and many other social media networks. Thank you. And listen to chart your fry episode now. Welcome to the show. Today we have RC Vasquez, the Eternal Energy Coach. He is a soon to be retired Mass Chief Engineerman from the Navy and the founder and CEO of Eternal Energy. Are you ready? I guess he's got a lot of energy.
1: Well, good day to all my eternal energies. Everywhere we are on the chart. Your financial independence with Chris Eldler. Just jump right into it. All right, Chris, it's all yours.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, man, I, I appreciate you coming on here. You know, RC, he's got he's got his thing going on, and I think that you guys are going to be pretty excited to hear some of the stuff he's got to say. He's a very high energetic, uh fast impact kind of person. So I'm really excited to have you on here, man. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for the invitation. Um, what what made you choose the navy? Like what where did you where were you at in your life when you're like, "Hey, I'm going to join the navy, man." Let's let's start at that point. I'm
1: gonna tell you, it's a unique story because um growing up in Brooklyn, New York, I was a 7-year-old boy not knowing what the navy was, and my uncle was going to join the air force, and my response to it was I'm going to join the Navy. And the funny thing was, when I was a young boy, I used to rock to sleep. And he would say, you can't join the Navy. You rock when you sleep. So <laughs> the joke, we were Star Trek fans back there. And he would make this whole story of how you know, they would come up and say, Captain, the boat is rocking. You no, know, And he would say, oh, I know what the problem is. <laughs> So, I mean, I was telling my whole family at the age of seven years old that I was going to join the Navy. And you know, that was been my path ever since. Now, coming up in Brooklyn, New York, my mom was a big educator. So you know, she was all about school. So she wouldn't have that. So I actually joined the Navy without her knowing. It, it got, it got her really upset. She didn't like that too much. But I think it all worked out fine.
0: You know, it's uh, it's funny how sometimes whenever we, um, whenever we do something and we go against what our parents say, it, it's like, man, you know, like here you are, you got an educator that's like, hey, I want you to go to college. I got all these plans, and then bam, you're like, nope, I'm doing something else. And you, you gotta realize, you know, hey, you know, that's that's actually a great learning moment for us parents. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, look, we could want all we want right? We could want all we want for our children. But the thing is, is their passion is their passion. We are not them. They're going to choose their own thing. So what do we do? Well, our job is to tell them, well, be the best at that. That's right. And what it is, you know, if, the, if your boy wants to go do dancing lessons, you know, if your daughter wants to go do uh, uh, football, tell them to be the best, pour into right. them open up opportunities and doors
1: for them to become even better than that. You know, and that's, that's and a what, what's interesting is. So in 1990, this recruiter kept on calling my house and I'm like, listen, you have to stop calling my house. My mom, you know, I have to go to college and he would always call me. And one day he was like, well, why are you going to school for? So well, I want to be an engineer. I want to work on airplanes. And he he said, it will take you five years to work on a plane. I'll get you working on a plane in eight weeks. I was like, what? So he just come on down here. So I went on down to the recruiter's office. And sure enough, I left there enlisted. And I got home and told mom. And she was so upset. Now, so when I came in 1990, I got out in 93. And so I went back home. And because it was after the Gulf War. And I went to school. So I, I did what my mom wanted me to do. I went to RPI. It's one of the better engineering schools in New York. Um, Rensley Apothek Institute and it was a really tough school but I knew something was missing I knew that I didn't belong there so I went right back into the Navy and it was the best decision I ever made
0: and so when you
1: rejoined what, what year was that I rejoined back in 96 so I 96. got out in 93 and came back in 96 damn man you got a you got a long
0: extensive uh, career of of being a sailor man that's that is nothing to shake a stick at, you know. That's like that's pretty uh pretty awesome, man. Um I I'm here with my measly twenty years, man. <laughs> he got <Yeah>. me beat. <laughs> no, man. Thank you for your service. I, I know how tough it is out there. So Yeah, man. Uh it, you know, uh when you talk about the recruiter and he's like, yo, I can get you working on jets in eight weeks, you're like, Why would I not do that? You know. Um mm-hmm. I, I attribute, you know, I had a I was i've been pretty blessed my entire life uh sometimes when i think something's you know something's like bad happening really you know like a door closing you know, two more are opening up well that's always been kind of my story something will close two more will open up and okay. my recruiter helped me pick which door i was going to go into uh, and you know alvin lewis this guy I walked in there and he was just like, DJ Groovy Lou, you know, and he's like, (laughs) he's still, he's probably DJing right now, man, on Facebook. If I go on Facebook, I'll probably find him. DJ Groovy Lou, he's out there. He's still DJing, you know, he's doing, he's doing what he loves, man. But that guy helped me out so much, um, getting me into the military because it actually was what I needed. It's structured, gave me that structure that I never had when I was growing up. And it's funny because, we always complain about this man we get all these kids they're not grown up we get them all grown up and then they leave you know what i mean right. you know and, and then they become sailors we turn kids into sailors
1: yeah and and that's that's all I, that's why i i love the navy because it, it i came in as a boy and i'm leaving that as, as a man for sure so now you've been you've been in the navy for a while and you're retiring here
0: in april correct
1: Yes. So my retirement ceremony is actually January 31st. So it was a few weeks away. Bro, that's so close. Yeah. then I'll be on terminal leave uh, and down in Orlando. And I'm already doing stuff down there. we got things ready laid out. So th- there's no retirement as far as life goes. But it's just kind of, yes, um, a pause from, you know, a little a couple of weeks of, yes, transitioning from the military mindset and going into that civilian sector. Man. Um, I have a question. Did you take any, uh, any transitional classes
0: besides, uh, the transition assistance program that, that require a three-day
1: or the, um, or the two-day, uh, capstones? I, I did the whole thing. So I did the whole tap, the three-day tap. And I did some, um, some workshops, did the boots to business workshop. I did that. Um, and of course a lot, uh, the CPL mess, a lot of resources in the mess on um, people who've, um, Been going through taps. So because you can't go through taps just one time and and take all the information. There's so much information. So I definitely I highly recommend people go at least two or three times just to kind of grasp it all. But we were on deployment. So I just came back from a seven-month deployment. So that's what's kind of tough, you know, to you know, do a lot of my stuff. So I'm on scramble mode. But yeah, you know, but luckily my command, I have a really strong. CPOMS right now so it, it allowed me to really focus on my transition and get a lot of stuff done this next two yeah. weeks you're uh you sound like
0: you're pretty blessed
1: so that's I, um, awesome
0: that's awesome um so what where did you uh where did you say hey like this is what drives me and now I'm
1: gonna go into being a uh coach Right, so I mean, I, I've always been focused. I've always been the person that, like even when I came back into the military, I made Master Chief fairly quick. Um, I just always wanted to prove um, to myself that I could do it. And as things went along and I was getting the um, the feedback, I, I just knew I had to just do something more bigger. I, I had to do something that was just gonna like stamp it, all, like stamp it, you know? And so when I was a Master Chief, and I felt it was coming to a close. Like, how can I take this experience and help other people, you know, realize, you know, um, what, what they have to offer? I, I see a lot of sailors, you know, kind of go into that zombie mode where they're just going through life and, you know, not figuring everything out. And when I get talking to them and doing mentorship, I see that spark in their eyes, and you know, that kind of fueled me to keep this going. And so I, I said, you know what, I'm just going to dedicate, you know, my passion of helping people and just make it a, a life mission. How'd you uh, go about starting the, uh, um, the company up? Yeah, so it was in 2017 and I was in Bahrain and I had a friend named Alonzo Evans. He, he did pass away. So rest in peace, brother, senior chief. And we used to talk a lot. And in Bahrain you know there's a lot of time to kill down there because there's not much to do and he was a mason i am not a mason and i asked all these questions i was very uh, intuitive like hey ask a lot of questions and he would say hey i want to give you this book just read this book i'm like all right well i didn't read the book i was just like whatever you know and i came back to um the states and i was having a beer i was having a beer in 2017 and um, I found out he had passed away and I was his master chief and he had a lot of headaches. So when I heard he passed away of an aneurysm, it kind of hit me really, really strong. I was like, my goodness, you know, that, that really, you know, it hit me hard. So I remember having the book up in my bedroom. So I went up and I started reading the book and not to exaggerate at all. I, I read a few pages of the book and at that moment, you know, I just felt, you know, I felt something, I felt some kind of presence, some energy, and that day I, I stopped drinking, uh, I, I, I poured the beer out, um, I, I read the book, the book is called New World Order by Ralph, Ep- Ralph Epperson, and I did my own independent research, and ever since then, it hasn't stopped, I just, everything I do now just comes from a different place. Um, all the videos I do, all the messages I give out, I do a lot of research, but most of it, after I say the video and I look back at it, I'm like amazed like where that stuff's coming from. Like it almost feels surreal, like like um like the the information is coming to me, and I'm able to share it. you know i I have a uh, um actually, thank you for sharing that memory man uh what was what was your friend's name again one more time his His name was um Alonzo Evans. He was oh, uh, an engine senior chief man you know uh, I had a buddy of mine uh, at had a
0: at had a brother of mine in Guantanamo Bay, and we didn't really do much other than guard work and drinking and bowl so um whenever we weren't doing guard work, man Chris and I spent like a majority of our time together, man. Like that was, you know, that was like my my brother. Um, he, we would play catch out in the, out in the desert area, you know, the de- uh, desert kind of area where we, we'd throw, uh, we'd throw, uh, throw the ball around. We'd bowl, we would drink, we'd do a lot of stupid stuff together too, <laughs> you know, just, right. just, you know, we, we had, uh, we had a lot of fun, man. Like, and we would spend hours and hours and, days and weeks and like that was that was my buddy man um i had a couple other uh others that were in that group too but um when i was in uh japan in july uh july of last year uh july 2022 i was uh meeting up with a buddy of mine who was also in Guantanamo bay and he was my roommate and we were talking and then all of a sudden he's like hey man i can't believe chris died and I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Which Chris? And then he's like, Chris, Enos. You know, and bro, we were drinking. I haven't drank since I found that out, man. Isn't that amazing? Uh, uh, I, I just, it's like, bro, no, that's it. I'm done. And ever since then, man, I just, I've literally had this. I don't, I know that feeling, man, this energy flowing into me um uh, a really good friend of mine Alicia uh uh Medina who's my uh, uh Kagmo's wife um gave me a book um it is this naked mind it's a really good read um it talks about alcohol and all that stuff and then I was reading them and I'm like you know I don't like alcohol I don't like the taste of it and I was getting this extra energy from not doing it and then I was like you know um as I uh moved from Japan to San Diego Uh, Because I had to move early because of medical issues. So I'm going through like a medical process and uh, it's, it's a mess, but not drinking has given me energy and time to focus on what's important to me. I think if I were to, if I were to, um, drink, you know, because drinking to me, man, you know, and I'm not saying anything wrong with drinking, it was just the way I was drinking. Yeah, I wouldn't drink except for occasionally I would have a beer. And then every once in a while, i would just go too far. And then the next day, I'd be in a world of hurt. And then not only am I messing up my time while I'm drinking, but then there's all the you know, times the time I was drinking, and times it by like three, and that's how much on the backside I'm wasting too.
1: Yeah. So,
0: so that's, and that's, that's where we were wasting our energy, you know,
1: I, I would say as you're telling me your story, sharing your story, I, ha- I had goosebumps. Because um, me and you described the same exact um, experience, it, it it really is amazing.
0: Yeah, man. You know, it's it's crazy because you know it's 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 like uh, it's all these things, man. How we're how we're connected, you know. And he was an MM as well, and you know uh, I actually have his Navy Achievement Medal with all my other awards. That's Still, awesome. It, because it came to me. And so I I have that like, dude, it was kind of like a, it was a whole bunch of different stuff, man. It was like guilt from not keeping in touch with them, but you know how it is, man. We move and then we just have to keep moving forward with the mission, mission, mission. And we forget about some of our brothers that we forged these bonds. That like, hey, if Chris if Chris were to walk in here, man, he would start talking shit to me, and we would go throw a ball together right now. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like, yeah. it's just. You click right back together. I also
1: would say the the whole eternal energy thing really turned my life away from a destructive type of thinking to just a, um, um, healing, healing phase where my, my, uh, my, my wife, that relationship is awesome. Me and my kids are awesome. No, just everything just plays out really well. When you engage in good energy, everything just kind of follows suit. And when I was. Although I, back in the day, I wasn't a a violent drunk, I was just really distracted by the alcohol back then. And now that, like you said, that part is gone, I have more um time and energy for my family. So yeah,
0: so um, I like I like talking about how we came. You know, we talked about your time in the Navy. Now we're talking about your evolution into really running your Eternal Energy. Um, where? So I kind of want to rewind it a little bit, man. Where? Yeah. Where did you come from? You said you were from Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. So um, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. How, how was How was growing up on the streets of Brooklyn, man? You
1: miss it? I definitely don't miss it, <laughs> but I wouldn't change anything. Could have definitely helped me out you know, to, to um navigate through life. Now it was tough. I mean, I was, I was there when rap first started, you know, I, I walked amongst the rappers. I mean, I, I've seen Dougie Fresh battle one of my friends on the beatbox right there, you know, on the streets, you know, we used to drive by and see Run DMC on the streets. So back when rap just started, you know, I was, I was there, you know, um. I was right there in Bever Stuyverson where Biggie Smalls is from. You know, so it's now I will say, you know, what was weird was your the friends you thought you had would be the friends that were try to rob you at nighttime. And then the next day they're your friend again. It was... <laughs> Wait, what the hell happened there, man? <laughs> yeah. Just you no, know, I've had um for real quick, I had a story where me and we were playing stickball between the projects, and I was playing third base, and then my friend Kenny was on third base, and he got shot in the back with a 22, and he said, "No, oh, hey Arce, you know, someone hit me in the back. Like Sony threw a rock and hit me, hit me in the back." And I was like, "Kenny, stop playing. If you get off the base, I'm gonna tag you out." He's like, "No, for real, look." And he had a hole in his back. So we laid him down. And remember, we picked him up, and his—I don't know how his mom knew, but his mom came running out of the, the the projects, and was like, "Lay him down, lay him down," because the twenty-two round travels through the body, you know. So I was that close, you know, to um, of being shot, you know. And and that type of stuff was normal back then. You know? Man, that's you know that, that kind of stuff is
0: like what forges us into. The men, women, um, that we become later on—it's it, you know those those hard things, man. It's like I talk I talk to people all the time, pretty much saying, "Hey, you know that forges you into what you are now." But here's the most important thing, and someone really wise told me, it's like if you're always reflecting on your, sorry if I just wiped my mic, but <laughs> <laughs> if you're always reflecting on your past, and then always looking towards your future. You're never in the moment yeah so mm-hmm. you know knowing about those things but taking that off and being present in a moment you know it's kind of like one of the most important things that i've that, I, that i've heard in, yeah. in that kind of moment you know
1: absolutely when when i, when I think about you know, i heard that same exact thing and with my experience with you know we think about the past as depression you think about the, the future is anxiety but uh one thing also to understand is if you're always involved in what you're doing, you really have no time to think about the past or the future. So being in the present moment is 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 actually focusing on your passion and what you're doing. Like right now you're in your, you're doing your podcast. and right now, my eternal energy, um, I'm so entrenched in perfecting this, this, you know, this that I have no time to, know worry about the future or you know worry about what happened in the past because i'm so um entrenched in what's going on and what i'm doing today so you
0: know um, a lot of people what they what they do is they focus solely on the moment but they never take a moment to write down what they want for their future and yes you gotta you got you gotta speak things into reality and if you don't speak things in the reality, by I.E. and doing vision boards and writing down what you want to do, just like your finances, you know, uh, it, that's you know, financial independence. Say hey, you want financial independence, write your budget down. That's right. It's, you know, budget savings. It's it's simple, and, and that's why, you know, uh, everybody's like, "Oh, I thought this was a financial show." No, it's a uh, it's a mindset show.
1: Yes. And about speaking things into reality, it's actually the action is what's speaking. So if you want to say, you know, speak like your vision board, like you could put the vision board up, but are your actions aligned to your board? Like Mm -hmm. everything that I do on my videos, um, things that I say, like I actually apply that stuff. So everything that I'm going to say today, or you're going to say no, no one, it's nothing new. Nothing's new under the sun. We've all heard it before. And Amen. the only difference between people who speak a good game and people who are actually successful are the ones that are successful are applying the information. No, you know, they believe in the information. And in the Navy, we call it op test. Let's op test this stuff. And what I found that, the more I dig into applying this information, uh, the 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 great feedback I'm receiving, you know, and and I, because you always see these conversations, you hear them you know, in the scuttlebutt, you hear them in the mess, and everyone speaks words of wisdom, they, and and they're all right. I mean, they all have great, you know, words to say, but when you look at the the lives that they live, there's the disconnect. You're like
0: man this guy that just told me you know hey write down my finances you know and the dude doesn't even know it hasn't written a budget in a, over a year and a half you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you know and here's here's a here's a secret you know when it comes to finances my wife and i do it yeah my wife does the majority of it because i've always been gone but we've always agreed where our finances have gone that's right you know, we clearly Like, hey, this month, we want to pay off this. For the next three months, we want our finances to look like this. Guess what? For the next three months, our finances look like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we do such a great job writing it down, and then we're planning three months, four months, five months.
1: Like, hey, every year we sit down we go, what's our goal? What's amazing about this information that we're speaking of is when you apply the information, things fall into place kind of automatically. So before I went down this this path, um, my finances weren't as good as they are now. I mean, I, I owned houses back then, but now that I've been doing what I'm doing, I mean, I own my own homes, right? So I have a home in Orlando on the lake. You know, uh, you know, over a half a million dollars. I mean, it, it's it's I, I, there, there's no mortgage. You no, know, my cars are paid off. and Everything, you know, and I, um, all I've been doing is just applying the information, living a life of, of responsibility. Um, I've been looking at my comforts of life. Oh, you no, know, um, what am I wasting my time on? Or how am I engaging my time? You know, now, what am I thinking about? and i i don't I don't analyze too much, but I'm just really self-aware of how I'm spending my time, what I'm thinking about, what I'm working on, is there a balance? and that's where I stay, and that's where I stay, and by staying there, things like the law of attraction, oh yeah, right? So I've applied that. I, I've I, I hear it all the time and does that stuff even work? But you have to apply it. And once you start applying this type of stuff, every second of the day, you know, things start to things start to unfold for you in a way that that it, it really is it, it's amazing that it works. It, and you're right, man. Like the law of attraction,
0: it's you know, yeah, yeah, people like Buddha that, that say stuff like that. You got the Bible. It's literally in there, you know, those who have will get more, those who have not will lose more. You know, it's like, there there are so many different um, verses out there that literally say the law of attraction um, plays into things, you know, so it's like, man, when you start visualizing things, and you start not just budgeting your money, but budgeting time budgeting, I would argue right. is even more important because you can get more, you can get money back. That's
1: right. You can't get your time back.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the now, most
1: valuable asset we all have. Ab- absolutely. Now if you could look at your money as like, um, and that your time. So you'll spend, for example, you're going to Starbucks, spend five bucks on a cup of coffee. You'll go to seven 11 and spend three bucks on chips. Well, look at your time that way. Like, so, as you go through your life and you look watching TV or you're you know, scrolling through your social media, how much time are you using on that stuff? So it's okay to watch a movie and it's okay to look at social media, but are you making a big deposit? Right? How big is that deposit and how are you going to, how are you going to replenish it? So you have to be aware of how you're spending your money, but spending your time, because time is money, they say, right? But I, I kind of use that. So I'm, I'm when I'm going to my social media, you know, I'm just aware of how much time I'm using there, you know. And then I, I I'll read a book. And then even doing productive things, you have to be careful with, because you have people who read books all day long. So now, <laughs> what are they ignoring? Are they ignoring their families, right? So it's all about, you know the time spent, the deposits you make, how are you going to replenish that time?
0: And and yeah, time is money. Money is your energy. Think about it. Think about it because if you equate, let's say you want to think about monetarily, you want to think about energy-wise. Like, Imagine you had a little monitor and you could see when your time is running out. You know and you have to recharge you know i think they made a movie about this and i can't remember the name of it i think justin timberlake was in it where you had to get more time
1: yes i've seen yeah. that by a year ago a good yeah movie.
0: yeah it's it's a good movie and, it, and it's got a really you know i be called out of time i, I don't know you know man, i'm really good at misquoting things so out of time yeah that sounds probably i'll google it but, here in a second but, um <laughs> But imagine if you were able to see how much time you had left. You know, imagine if you're able to s- s- go, oh, okay, today I'm at hundred percent. Well, your time is your energy level. And if you don't spend your time correctly in the right places, you're gonna you're you're gonna be missing out on things. So it's like time with your family. You're never gonna get that back. You know, mm-hmm. you cannot rewind the clock on your children um you know you only have 365 days out of the year right and how many times um and you have your children for eight years right so 365 times 18 6570 years or days right you know after the first five years they're, bam it's down to you know it's down to um 4000 it's crazy you only have so many days to influence these, these, uh, children to become full adults. And you'll realize, and honestly, that's like been kind of like the biggest grower for me is by growing them. It's like, my wife's like, well, how come you don't do that? I'm like, yeah, why don't I do that?
1: <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, oh yeah, yeah. I should do that too. Well, and- I think that I think that's what death does. Ra. That's what a dying is. People say, if you could live forever, like, would you? But the perspective I use is um, because we all die, we have the urgency to get things done. If you were gonna live forever, there would be no urgency. So when you look at the time, the, the day, how the day goes, no, this is so much time in the day. So the urgency behind that to get things done plays a role in that. Hey, right. right, I'm looking this, it's in time in time okay in time
0: yeah it's a good movie you know if you're gonna if you're gonna look at about like life and all that crazy stuff you know you get past the fact that it's uh kind of kind of cheesy a little bit but it's really it's really a good book Mm -hmm. um so or not i'm actually i think it is a book but it's also a good uh movie i meant to say (laughs) Sometimes I do that, man. I'll put, uh, I'll put, I'll look at something and then I'll yeah. say what I'm looking at. Um, and then you also mentioned the whole entire book thing, man. I, I had a buddy of mine come on, uh, uh Trevor, Trevor Maxwell. And he was talking yeah. about books. He's like, man, it's not about the quantity of books that you read. It's about what you do with that book. Once you read it. That's right. That's right. That's, that's powerful. And, you know, I listen to books I have my books that I listen to that just let me kind of live like a movie in my head while I'm going for a walk. And then I listen to those books where I'm like, wow, this is really powerful thinking. Like uh, even mm. listening to David Goggins or Cameron Haynes, you know what I did after I listened to them? Mm. I rolled a marathon. That's, right. That's <laughs> I, right. I took action on it. I started walking more. I started saying, hey, you know, uh, so what? You have a broken ear, you have migraines you you get vertigo really bad so what get out there and start walking you can't run you could walk go out there and walk you can't that's awesome. you can't you can't walk or you could crawl you better get out there and start crawling you know it, it, or go swimming or do something get your butt out there and quit saying poor me and get out there and do it and that's what david goggin's just really emphasizes and you know when i'm listening to him My life story lines up a lot with his. Hmm. A lot with his. And I was like, holy crap, man. I'm not the only one. And then he was making me remember things. It's crazy how that happens when you start listening to people's uh, stories and stuff like that. You start Hmm. unlocking things out of your own past. That's right. And and sometimes it's good to know that because then you could identify what you're going to do in your future. Hmm. So when you're in the present, you don't you don't slip back into the same
1: routine that's right. so that's right.
0: that, that's where that's where these books these books
1: are so, so important i want to share what you something. now you know the whole david goggins thing right yeah. so if you, if you hear a lot of motivational speakers right now the big trend is discipline right and they say that discipline is the driving force behind motivation so you look at social media that's what they're all saying so i'm going to drop a video out probably in the next couple of weeks I'm going to go a few steps deeper into that because I believe there's things that trigger discipline. So we all know, based on all these very smart motivators out there, that they're saying without discipline, there is no motivation. So, But what fires up discipline, right? What, fire, what gets discipline going? And my belief, there's two steps before that. So the the one step before discipline is curiosity. And the step before curiosity is belief. So it all starts in your belief system. So once you strongly believe in something, you start becoming curious about it. And that curiosity starts your discipline. And that discipline gets you motivated. And and that's been how my whole life's been playing out. I've become so curious to what drives humans purpose and and, and what's it mean to be a human being and what's it mean to interact with different people that that has driven, that has fueled my discipline to get up every day and and get involved you know the
0: I, I like the whole entire belief because if you don't the belief and the curiosity to continue to like they'll look further into it it's kind of like hey we all you you shoot right you've shot before you've qualified maybe pistol maybe rifle i'm sure mm-hmm. and did you just shoot wildly no did you just go up to that line and just go pew pew you know right <laughs> try not to right. piss off the gunner mate <laughs> <That's right. laughs> no man you had you had a target you had you you believed in the target that you were shooting at you, you had a belief system that what you were doing you know like you have that belief that you're going to go out there and you're going to hit that target and then you're like the curiosity part i like it man because then you're like well shoot how does this gun work how does it do it I line it up dry fire a couple of times and bam mm-hmm. then discipline is going out there and just keep keep hammering like cameron haynes would say but <laughs> you know uh, that right there the belief man it's like hey would i have thought and if you would have told me five years ago or see, you would have told me that i was going to be a podcaster five years ago i would be like you're smoking crack right And here i am podcast you're doing it you're doing it brother and you told me in five years that i'm gonna have two books written like cool challenge accepted i got you do it i believe i'm gonna have that done when you have the belief you start looking into it that's right like today i was looking up youtube videos on how to better write down my thoughts and stuff like that i was I was investigating stuff. I'm writing content. I'm writing blogs. I'm doing podcasting. Believe it or not, podcasting is a great way to get some content going for your book. Absolutely. Because you have a recorded way of what you're saying. And then you just get some, you know, go out there, find one of those programs that do all typing stuff. And you just, there you go. You got all your content, you know, and then spending the time, you know, the first time that you write something down, it's not right. Second time, it's kind of better, third time, yeah, you know fourth time, hey, it looks like uh, looks like a sentence, you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. it's the it's the it's the you know, the uh discipline part, <laughs> you know the curiosity we already i believe the curiosity mm-hmm. where I'm looking in the discipline part where I just keep going at it, and I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid what I sound like. i get compliments all the time oh hey you have a great podcast voice and i'm like i hate the sound of my voice
1: (laughs) i think we all do we all hate our own voice
0: yeah it's like i want to hear some psychology on this why do we hate our voice is it because it's our biggest critic
1: (laughs) uh no that's a good question
0: Oh, I'm the man. same way.
1: I, I'll, I'll play a video and I'm like, oh my goodness, that sounds terrible. And people will say, no, it sounds fine. I'm like, okay, if you say so. <laughs> well, I love your opening. You're like, are you ready? Right. <laughs> well, tomorrow I'm going to drop well, what is your responsibility? So I've been advertising that big time. So tomorrow I'm going to release that video. Hopefully it catches really good because that's gonna that's the second category of the triple stack model. So during this journey i've developed my own leadership model there you go I mean, from scratch you know so so i could i could you know cuz if you if you were to go to google and type in leadership you have millions of entries in there and if someone's coming up in the ranks or trying to be an influencer out you know in the community you know, trying to find your own leadership style could be very stressful so my triple stack leadership model helps people to simplify leadership and helps them to feel comfortable from a place where they're coming from. So we broke it down to three categories, the comforts of life. Like how are you spending your time, right? With your comforts. And it could be anything. It could be wanting praise, a comfort Mm -hmm. could be. watching movies all the time, reading books, playing golf, whatever it is, whatever you go to when you want to escape the present moment, it's like a comfort, even hobbies, right? The second category is responsibility. Like what is your responsibility, you know, as a person, as an individual, because think about it, for you to be sitting there right now, a lot has had to happen in the past. I mean, Thousands of years ago, all that had to play out really good, people not dying, people having babies, all that had to happen for you to be sitting there. So now, since your DNA has survived, since you've made it this far, what is your responsibility? And the third category is mental stress, momental mental compass. And mental compass is where do your thoughts rest? Like, as you go through the day and you're really busy, then when you're not busy and you kind of fall back, where are your thoughts falling back to? Are you encouraging yourself? Are you doubting yourself? No. And, and I think we all go through that. And sometimes we get misled by, well, and, and, and no fault to anybody else, but they tell you to silence your thoughts, go meditate and try to quiet your thoughts. And, and that's impossible. I mean, if you try to sit there and silence your thoughts, you can't do it. So um, my, my approach to that is you know, become a friend to yourself, you know, be more kind to yourself and understand that your thoughts are gonna move freely and, and it's okay. It's just, what are you going to entertain? So and I use the analogy in the shark mindset video of, of a shark because a shark must swim aimlessly because if it stops swimming, it will die. Your thoughts will continue to move until you die. Now, a shark will react to a certain direction based on the smell of blood. So when they smell blood, they, they, they focus. So with the shark mindset, your blood scent could be things that are meaningful to you, your kids, your marriage, your relationships. So now as your mind is moving aimlessly and then your mind thinks about your kids, that's a blood scent. I'm gonna go there. When your thoughts are going crazy and just let it go and a thought of your wife pops up, I'm gonna go there. You know, so it's not taking the bait because those negative thoughts are not going anywhere. And then the, the joke I used in the video was, we all know what happens when the shark takes the bait. It winds up on someone's boat, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, so 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 tomorrow's video and what is your responsibility? I'm gonna go into that as far as like as an individual, as a human being you know, on this planet, a lot has had to happen for you to be here, but what is your responsibility to humanity? No, so what is it? And so hopefully it catches tomorrow. Um oh, it, it's I think it's a powerful message. And um, I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm gonna go run like five miles, six miles. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna drop the video. Nice. You know, I, I found that uh I, I wake up around five o'clock
0: sometimes. Five, six o'clock. Some it just depends on how my body's feeling, but I'm waking up a, most of the time five, and I'm going for a walk. And the further I walk, I come back. I do my physical therapy every morning. I'm stuck in a physical therapy thing where I have to do it all the time. All the injuries. If you're out there listening and you're military, get your stuff documented. Uh-huh. Um, but I find walking and moving around. Has just opened up my mind uh, more than a lot of people would realize. And moving around time, I don't have any uh, digital distractions other than my. Uh, I have a book playing, and then sometimes I'll just go silent, and I'll leave the headphones in because it completely cuts off all the sound, and then I'm left alone with my thoughts. And. You're right. You got to be your own best friend, man. You got to You got to flip that. You got to flip that negativity around. And, you know, hey, you're never going to get rid of all the negativity. I, I don't care who you are. You're going to have you're going to have that thought. Oh, man, I could have done that better. Not very negative, but hey, I could have done it better. You know what I'm saying? So. You got to start learning how to give yourself compliments, like you're saying, man. That's, that's so deep man that's and that shark mindset, man. I, I watched that yeah I, I watched yeah. I watched the little the, the little thing that you were putting on
1: there. I was like, man, yeah man yeah. Uh, and, and, and the reason that stuff is so powerful, Chris, is because you, you can't bl- um draw blood from a stone, and what I mean by that is you cannot love anyone any more than you love yourself. So if I don't love myself fully then it's naive of me to think I could love someone else fully. If I cannot trust myself, then I'm going to have trust issues with other people. So how we go through life is we practice on ourselves. We earn our own trust. We earn our own love. And once we're able to come to peace with that, then we kind of divert that energy outside of us, you know, and and, and I, I've learned that I've, I've learned, you know, back in the day when I tell my kids, you know, I, I used to go, you know, many years ago, and I, I still remember this. I put my daughter to sleep and I have alcohol in my breath, and you know, and, and she would just say, you know, Dad, every time you kiss me goodnight, I smell alcohol. And, you know, and all that, that memory playback, that feedback, you know, that feedback loop. And now I understand what she was saying, you know, so how can I say I love you? you Unconditionally, if I am living a destructive lifestyle myself, if I'm not loving myself fully, how do I even know what it means to love you that way? So that's the whole thing of applying this info. So when I say applying the information and living the life um, of law of attraction, I'm speaking literally.
0: No, that's yeah. that's heavy, man. That that like, that law of attraction, it's real. Um, I have a buddy of mine that has this entire workshop, um, and of bleeding into my other podcast it's called return to roots it's a uh, retention transition uh reintegration it's releasing february uh 15th uh nice but the first episode of hey who are we and all that stuff and then that actual episode will release on uh, the 17th of february for the first like uh veteran resource content that's awesome
1: good and, luck brother that's awesome
0: and the the class that he's talking about is uh reboot um it's like the main it's a it's a boot camp for becoming a civilian it's you know rebrand relearn repurpose and the great thing about that is he talks about exactly what you say exactly what you're saying and there's power in that and that's the reason why he talks about it but your stuff as well is available for people that aren't you know this is for veterans that are getting out and it's only a very small crowd that could even get into these you know mm-hmm. and you're offering this because people don't need to hear it when they're getting out they need to hear it now they need to hear it right, right right here and then they hear what you got going on man
1: so do you, uh-huh. do you do any like any kind of trainings or anything like that man yes so on deployment when i was when we were just deployed on Arlington, I was doing deck plates with Master Chief every Tuesday. So every Tuesday, I'd have you no, know, because I'm also a John C. Maxwell uh, um, teacher, life coach. That's who. That's who, I was trained by them by that team. So I use all that. I use his whole library that costs over five thousand dollars, right? And I gave it to the ship to the sailors for free. Like I me. Mean, I was just like, this is, here it is. I have the whole library and I'm going to teach you it. Every Tuesday, I would just break down about an hour and a half of leadership concepts, resources. You know, I used the 15 laws of, ah, oh, goodness. The 15 laws of habits, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And I had great feedback. And then now we're doing uh, free workshops every month in orlando at the library so i got that approved so again just giving back just giving people who don't have the resource to get that leadership and conversation going we're going to go down to the library and I, I could max get 50 people in there and i'm just going to keep on just feeding humanity just feeding people this information because the more that people become a better version of themselves, the better our communities get. the better you know work environments become. So it's just getting the information out and then the feedback would be you know as our kids grow up and integrate with this you know this world, the world be a better place for everybody.
0: Exactly, man. You know,
1: man that's that's so
0: awesome. Have that ability to do that, and not only are you just reserving it for the sailors, but now you're you're bringing it out to everybody. You you found something that you're just like, wow, this is this is what it this is what does it for me. Um, yeah, it does. And you know, I I piloted a, a program over here at uh, HSC three. Um, even though I'm like rarely around because of all my medical appointments. <laughs> I have a lot of medical appointments. Um, I I piloted a program right now. I'm calling it Grit. You know, uh, uh, genuine resiliency intermittent training. So it's where I bring nonprofit organizations, Fleet and Family, uh, Navy Marine Corps Relief Society, veteran veteran based companies that are trying to help veterans resources bringing these things in one one time a week for two hours i bring a free resource in that kind of talks about all the stuff that we should know about Mm -hmm. and you know like hey i had the va they were talking about disability like what you need to do so instead of hearing about it when you're about to retire we're bringing it in now so it's, it's these it's it's funny because it's just like grown. And I even have young, I have uh, JOs saying, Hey, senior, thanks for thanks for setting us up. And I'm like, it's not a big deal. You know, um, it, it just kind of common sense. And it's funny how that's grown. And now I have the fleet and family uh, knocking on my door, I have uh, community leaders knocking on my door. I have, like people knocking on my door saying, we want to model something like this. Wow. That is so, so awesome. Yeah. It, and it's funny because, you know, deck plate, you know, with the Master Chief, but, you know, that should be continued on. And I know that's what the intent with programs like Sailor 360 was. But a lot of that stuff just gets too, uh, too tied up in the bureaucracy.
1: It does. Now, I did a, a couple of posts on YouTube when I first started out, and I was getting some really some negative feedback from people disagreeing with what I was saying. Good. So That's I, I say. <laughs> So so what I've done is, if you know this now, when I do my stuff, I try to separate myself from the military, yeah. just out of respect, of course, and just not to get that 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 level of you know, negativity. You know, I I
0: I don't I don't talk about chart your phi with my sailors. I don't. Some people are like. I want we'll to talk about it. They hear about it because they see my Facebook. They're going to hear about it. If they ask me, I'll be like, yeah, you can take, take a look at it. I interview random people that have success in their lives. You might find some success or glean something out of it, just like you would any other podcast. That's right. But I don't advertise towards my my sailors because I, too, not receive negative feedback but i too believe that you know hey i'm trying to separate the military from a personal stuff but when i found when i piloted that grit class i found that it gave me more um fulfillment than anything else i've done in a long time mm. i was like why would i not do this for the rest of my life wow. and it means that's in a podcast why would i not do something like that and that's where we developed that return of root stuff as well. So, and it sounds like sounds like uh, <laughs> deck plates with deep turned into turned into <laughs> some more and more, and it just and it just compounds and compounds and compounds.
1: Yeah. So, when you said a little little while ago that Fleet and Family was knocking on your door, so I just remember you ever, you ever heard of uh, Billy Carson. Billy Carson. Forbidden knowledge. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah the Anunnaki and just yeah. the, all that stuff. Well, they reached out to me. What? Yes. Yes. Forbidden knowledge. You know, Billy Carson. Dang, man. I know. I know. So uh, I was on Instagram and he said, hey, eternal coach, hit me up. Inbox me right away. So I inboxed him. So today I'm waiting for, for, um, for a reply. That's exciting. I, I couldn't imagine... Collaborating with Billy Carson, bro. That's they have their own TV show. They have, I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, man. And it's funny how, as
0: you, as you go further on, like, and no matter what you're doing, right? No matter what you're doing, if you put yourself out there and you consistently keep hammering away at it, you keep going and you keep going and keep going. Things. Things just seem to happen, but it's really because you were, you were consistent enough, you know, to continue. And I yeah. know some days you probably looked at yourself in the mirror like, what? Am I fucking crazy? <laughs> am I crazy?" <laughs> That's actually a compliment. It's actually a compliment. Yeah, so you a, like, compliment. am I am I crazy? Because I think I'm crazy.
1: You, you have, have to be, and I'm cool with it. I'm yeah, cool being be. crazy. You have to be obsessed in what you believe in. Yeah, man. That's and I think the obsession of your belief creates the curiosity for the discipline. Yeah, that's man.
0: And that law of attraction, man. Here we are, law of attraction. It's attracted both of us to come that's on right. here and make some great content, man. I uh, hope so. bro, I I think that you. Are going to inspire some greatness out there. You've already inspired greatness. You can just continue inspiring greatness out there, man. And I, I really do think that this this is me building a tribe. So I build a tribe of people, get the right people on here, and it doesn't have to be military. You know, you heard the last guy. He he's a thirty year old, but he's he's got the right tribe mindset, and that's, that's what right. this is. You know, we all have our we all have our uh, are, are things that make our, our money, but that's not what ma- drives us to do the things. We, we do it because we have a service. We have mm-hmm. a service mentality. We love serving other people, man. That's and, right. and brother, it was, it was good to have you on this, man. Um, I do want to ask you a couple questions. You ready for them?
1: Yeah, go shoot. What you got? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so I got this time machine, man, and you walk into it. Flashback to 18, 18 years or flashback when you were 18 years, not 18 years, but when you were 18 years old, what were you going to say to yourself, man?
1: I would say, be careful. I've been lucky. I've I've had um, some close calls. Um, I don't regret anything. I think everything I've been through since I was 18 years old has made me to the person I am right now. So they're, they're all in my toolbox. So I don't want to take anything away. I think thinking about the question, I would tell myself, "Don't sweat it. You'll be alright." I think I had a lot of depression, anxiety when I was younger. I was just worried. I mean, coming from Brooklyn, New York, and you know, and and my mom being an educator, and not and me not, you know, living up to her standard back then, I was always, you know, uh, felt bad about that. I always tell myself. Just be careful and stay the course.
0: I like it, man. You know telling yourself, hey, just keep going, man. that's that's important. you know, and if you're a younger listener, it's okay if you if you like, come hey, man, am i am I making the right decision? Yes, That's right. You're making the right decision. Keep moving forward. Keep having be careful. Yeah. And just, and just do, do that thing that, that drives you, you know? Um, my next question is what book or podcast do you recommend to people? Well, this podcast, of course. Uh, yeah. I like
1: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> the chart, your financial independence with Chris Elder. <laughs> I got to get that name right. But I, do, I would yeah. say also the evolution podcast with Jeff Bayless. He, he's really good. I was on his podcast. You know, he, he's strong, strong podcast. There, he's he's a he was a, a chief, then he was a lieutenant, then he was back down to a chief. So a very interesting story there. And it's called the Evolution Podcast. I mean, you should probably reach out to him. Um, I think you guys have the same personality, so it's real, real cool. Um, now, the book I recommend is, I would say, Michael Singer, Untethered Soul that book is powerful i mean i got that book all highlighted and then he has a spin-off to that book that kind of talks about his life when he was writing that book and i i've got the name of that one is maybe your your experiment or something like that but they're they're in um the bookstore but untethered soul by michael singer is a powerful book i recommend that one
0: nice man Uh I have like this gigantic library list that's going to make anybody like go like, oh my goodness, it's a lot of books to read. And, and, but the thing is, is these books, they contain knowledge. They contain little nuggets here and there. And uh, like I said earlier, it's not about the quantity of books that you read. It's about what you do whenever you get them. It's what you do with that knowledge. Are you making yourself better?
1: And that's awesome too. Tell me if this is true or not when you read those books, it kind of opens up doors in your brain that makes you interpret the book in your own unique way. Like the book, New World Order with Alf Epperson, the way I interpreted that book, it doesn't say specifically what I believe in, but what, how the book was written, how it changed my life and my interpretation of it. And I've learned that right now, I'm reading this book right now, it's called The Power of Full Engagement. So I started this book, it's about 50 pages in, another powerful, powerful. but if I gave this book to you to read, we were both interpreted totally different. And I think that's the beauty in reading books, because it opens up these doorways that uh, that are unique to you.
0: That goes into a perspective thing that I'm always talking about. Um, if we were to all walk into, we would all walk into the Chiefs Club together. You're literally going to have a different perspective than I am. That's First, right. there's your height. Second, I'm wearing sunglasses, so everything I see is polarized. You know what I'm saying? So it's like every everything, and even down to like, hey, how how uh, the the food that I ate this morning may make me nauseous so i'm not paying attention to the mess in the corner you you know i'm saying it's like everything boils down to your perspective and your perspective uh is actually ultimately in your hands Mm -hmm. you control your perspective Mm -hmm. something's not happening to you it's happening for you that's right you know i'm saying so if you take it around when something bad happens, it's may it may be something bad, but another door is opening somewhere.
1: What's you the message behind it?
0: Exactly. You just can't see that door yet and
1: that's and that's very really difficult. That's easy to say and and hard to experience and and hard to allow to happen. Yes, um but that's the growth process because we all go through trials and tribulations and when we're in the midst of these trials and tribulations it's very hard to apply this stuff but you have to trust you have to trust the information and have have faith in the information and you know stay the course
0: yeah man i get it You gotta stay that course and it's just like hey even though you know like a lot of people may not realize after i record i have to go i have to turn off all the lights and i have to like close my eyes for a little bit that's how intense my pain but I still push through it because I know there's a door somewhere and I'm looking for it. Oh yeah. Yeah, brother. Love it. I love yeah. it. Man. Thanks for coming on again, man. Uh anytime uh, you want to come on and you want to do like a live episode or something like that. We could do anything, bro. <laughs> you you let, let me, me out, know, man. man. I'm I'm down That's to fun. do anything, brother. You know, thanks, thanks again. Like I said, you're part of the tribe now. I appreciate it. And uh yeah, man. Uh, if you need anything, just hit me up, brother.
1: Hey, yeah, you be good. Thank you again, and eternal coach.
0: Out. I got a saved round an alibi here. It is again. Return to Roots. It is releasing February fifteenth, two thousand twenty-three. It will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and many other social media websites. Please get out there, listen to it. It can help people in the long run our goal is to reduce homelessness and also suicides within the community we are going to be talking about retention in the military we're going to be talking about transition from the military and reintegration into the community this podcast is not just for the service members but also for the family unit dependents anybody that wants to help or say thank you for your service and put it to action Listen to the podcast. It will help you find ways to do so. You guys have a great day. Charter is not an affiliate and does not represent the views of the Department of Defense and/ or the Department of the Navy. All views are that of the host and the guests that are brought onto to the show. This information is meant to be in general, so do your own research before you implement. This is not financial advice and is meant for educational purposes. If you need financial advice, look it up on Mass Chief Google or hire a reputable financial advisor. Alone, we are weak. Together, we are strong. In unity, there is strength.